You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Well, welcome to family service. It's so good to be here and see all your lovely smiling faces out there. I'm going to start off with a story about my family. When we were children, we went up to Cairns. Who here has ever been on a family holiday? A driving family holiday. So this took us about a week to get up to Cairns. You know, when I got to Brisbane, I thought, oh, we're nearly there, and realised it was almost the same amount from Adelaide to Brisbane it was from Brisbane to Cairns. Anyway, my siblings and I decided, let's, what can we do to entertain ourselves on this long, long trip? So we came up with this game. Now, I'm not sure if you parents in this, in this house right now will recommend this game to your children, but we decided to pull each other's hair as hard as we could. So we all took turns. I pulled my brother's hair, then I pulled my sister's hair, then they pulled my hair, and it did hurt. So I wouldn't recommend it. I think you need to come up with a new game to play when you're going on holidays. I read this statement the other day about Jesus, and it really resonated with me. It said, Jesus appointed 12 disciples and thus redefined his family. I was intrigued, so I began to dig a little bit deeper. You know, Jesus had his immediate family, which was his mother, Mary, his father, Joseph, and he had his siblings. But then because of these 12 normal everyday men chose to follow him, they became a part of his family. They weren't related, but that didn't stop Jesus from including them and seeing them as his family. So if Jesus redefines family, what does that mean? Let's start by looking at the word redefined. It means to change the meaning of something or to make people think about something in a new and different way. You know, that is powerful. To see and think about something in a new way, in a new light, to have fresh perspective. But not only that, It has the potential to alter the course you're on because it changes the way you think and it changes the way you see yourself. You know, if you don't know, I work with children during the week and there have been times where I have struggled to make a connection with a child. It could be just whatever's going on in their world. And I take those moments to go and talk to my other staff because sometimes they have something positive to say about that child. And I need that in those moments because as I get that fresh perspective about this child, it actually changes my then perception of that child. And then I handle things differently from then on there. Now, it may be challenging, but I need it. I need to redefine how I see that child so that I can connect with them in a different way. So what does that look like for us? As soon as we accept Jesus into our lives, we immediately become a part of his family. We begin the journey of looking at our lives in a new and different way. One that has purpose and identity. You know, we all come from different backgrounds. So each of our family of origins will look very different. But when we follow Jesus... We are now accepted in God's, into God's family. And not only that, take a look at the person left to you, to the right of you, behind you. We are now all family. 
You have been called children of God. Aren't you excited about that? In John 1.12, it says this, But to all who believed Him and accepted Him, He gave the right to become children of God. You don't have to be perfect to be included into God's family. The disciples, they were just normal everyday men who chose to follow Jesus, but they were not perfect. They still had questions. They still had doubts. They didn't always understand what Jesus was doing or showing them and teaching them. But their feet were on the path. They had started their journey of faith and trust in God. They were shadowing Jesus wherever He went. And because of this, they then saw Jesus in action. They were included in His family. And the good news for us today is that Jesus accepts us, even when we have questions, even when we have doubts, even when we have confusions, God still sees us as a part of His family. You know, being a part of His family is not just for an inclusive few. It's for everyone who chooses to believe and follow Him. And the good news for today is that God does not have favourites. He loves all of us. His grace is for all of us. His identity and purpose is for each one of us who choose to walk with Him. And you know what? It is not an optional extra. It is what He has chosen to do, thus redefining family. My life and yours has been redefined by Him and now we are a part of His family. We can walk in His authority. When facing a situation, we can walk in confidence. We have assurance that if He says something, He will do it. And in discovering who God meant for us to always be, our potential is redefined. But God doesn't just leave it there. He wants all of us to know Him and become a part of His family. And there are multiple accounts in the Bible where Jesus reinforces this truth to His disciples. And one of them is when Jesus fed the 5,000. If we take a look at the account of Jesus feeding the 5,000, it is a very familiar story to many of us. And it's found in all the Gospels. You know, Jesus used this situation to redefine people's perceptions about using something we are all familiar with. And that is being hungry. And because the place they found themselves in was remote, the local McDonald's was too far away. Who here works at a food 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 fart? Who here has ever worked at a fast food place? Can you can I see your hand? <laughs> can you imagine the scene? Arzi, you when you were, were a manager there, can you imagine the scene when if 5,000 or more people suddenly just came through wanting to get their food? It would have been a sight. But firstly, Jesus drew his disciples away because he knew that they were tired and they were hungry, him himself included. Jesus' disciples had been in, work, had been in different places and towns telling people about him. And when they got back to Jesus, he knew that they were tired and that they were hungry. So he drew them aside for rest. 
And he said to them in Mark 6.31, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. Because they were family, Jesus was looking after them. He knew they wanted to share with him what had happened on their visits to the towns and to unwind. And because we are a part of his family, he looks after us as well, making sure that we are all okay. Making sure that if we have concerns, if, we, if there's situations that we're going through, if there's things that we are carrying, that if there's things that are weighing on our minds, issues or concerns that we're not sure what to do about, we know that we can talk to him about these things. Jesus wants to draw us aside to rest. Gives us the opportunity to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. In 1 Peter 5, 7, it says this, Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on Him. For He cares for you this morning, affectionately, and He cares about you watchfully. He is a part of your everyday life, your Monday to Friday, your Saturday and your Sunday. He is watching over for you. He cares and loves you and wants you to have rest when you need it. If you are needing rest today, if there is something going on in your life that you have concerns about, or maybe you're just needing some answers, give the concern and worry over to God. He wants to take those concerns and worries from us. And it's as simple as saying, God, I have this on my mind right now. There is something that I'm going through and I really need your answer. Show me what I need to do. What is my next step? But you know what? I just give it over to you right now because I know that you love and care for me. Let God's truth cause you to think about the situation you are going through in a new and different way. Jesus drew his disciples aside. The crowd saw where they were going, so they followed them. Jesus had compassion on them, so he began to teach them. He began to share truth, hope and grace. They needed guidance and direction. They needed answers. They needed miracles. And by Jesus doing this, it opened up a pathway for the crowds to also enter into this rest, to receive his rest. Those questions that they may have been on their minds because of Jesus' words allowed them to have understanding to what they were going through. If they were feeling confused or uncertain, Jesus' words brought peace. And isn't that relatable to our lives sometimes? And doesn't that happen in our family situations at times? You may be feeling tired and just want to withdraw and do something relaxing, like read a book or have a cup of tea. You may be hungry and you may just want to make that meal for yourself and no one else. You may want to just go to the bathroom in peace. But there are times when your families, when your children, they need truth from you. They need your guidance and they need your help. They need your listening ear and they need your wisdom. They may, may need you to pray for them. You may feel tired and we may not feel like always listening and talking. But it's during these times that we need the power of the Holy Spirit. 
The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells in each one of us. We have the same authority that Jesus walked in and talked in. We have that with us. You have the authority to speak into your children's lives. You have the hope to share with those around you. You have the truth. If you don't always have the answers, the good news is is that you have the Word of God. You have Holy Spirit and you have each one of us encouraging you and giving the wisdom that you may need and supporting you on this journey of faith. Their lives can be redefined by God's truth. Their lives can be redefined with the purpose that God has for them and their lives. Their lives can be redefined with God's identity. Let's watch this video. Stories of the Bible. Jesus feeds the 5,000. This is Jesus. hey Who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. While Jesus was on earth, he taught everyone about God's love. He did many miracles and healed people of their sickness. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. A crowd started to gather around Jesus. There were 5,000 men and many more women and children. Turning to Philip, he asked, Hey, Philip! Where can we buy bread to feed all these people? You see, Jesus was testing Philip for he already knew what he was going to do. Um. Philip replied, Even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Hey, I got an idea. Then Andrew spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Jesus said, Tell everyone to sit down. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and gave them to the people. Here you go. Afterward, he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. Want some more? I'm all good, thanks. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now gather the leftovers, so that nothing is wasted. Here you So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves and two fish. What an amazing story about how Jesus redefines perceptions and how Jesus redefines the natural, causing the supernatural to take place. In the hands of God, this little bit of food became much, redefining what God can do. God has power over the natural. For, two, for five loaves and two fish became enough food to feed over 5,000 people, so much so that they had enough with 12 baskets left over. You know, this boy gave his lunch. A child had the solution and brought something that could be used to bring a miracle. The disciples had the opportunity, but they couldn't see it yet. They couldn't see what Jesus could do. They were still on that journey of faith. 
But you know, Jesus didn't discredit them because of this, because that's not who He is. We sometimes may not always get it right, but Jesus never then eliminates us from His family because it's not who He is. He loves and cares for each one of us. There was an opportunity for this boy's life to be redefined by Jesus. What he brought Jesus was transformed into so much. What we bring to Jesus can open the door for a miracle. And this is for everyone, children included. So don't underestimate what your children can bring that can become a miracle in your family. Do not underestimate what Jesus can do in your children's lives to bring encouragement and hope to situations you may be going through. Children today, I want to let you know, you are such an encouragement. Seeing with your friends, being a part of kids' church, seeing you be involved in ways, and they might be just small ways, but they are such a help. Helping out with the media in kids' church, helping out in the cafe, taking out all important coffee orders, running around, laughing and having fun, seeing the interactions of the different age groups. Children, you are such an encouragement. People may not have considered a child to be a solution to their hunger, but he was. What we bring to God, He can use. Even if it seems small, what we bring to God, He can use because He redefines the natural because He is a supernatural God. He can bring a miracle. He can bring a solution. He can bring an answer to the questions you have on your mind right now. He can bring encouragement and joy to bring glory to His name. The good news for families today is that, that this boy bringing his lunch to Jesus and ushering in a miracle is not an isolated incident. Other children have done amazing things. Let's look at a few examples in the Bible. There is the little maid of Israel and we find her story in 2 Kings 5. You know, this young girl was living in a different place from her home. And the house that she was in, it belonged to a guy called Naaman, who was a captain of the army. And he had a great success, so much so that the king really, really valued him. But there was one problem. Naaman had a condition called leprosy. And it was not pleasant at all. And this little girl saw his condition. And she knew that there was a solution that there was an answer to his situation. And because of her amazing faith and love for people, she bravely went up to Naaman's wife and told him, I know someone who can pray for your husband. I know someone who can bring a miracle in your husband's life. And even though at first they didn't have the same faith and beliefs, he did what this little girl suggested and straight away, and guess what? After he heard what Elisha told him to do, he wasn't at first going to do it, but then eventually he did. And you know what? He was healed of this skin condition. Her boldness, her encouragement, her faith in God led to this supernatural miracle taking place in this man's life. And he was completely healed. Her faith to share with Naaman was the solution to this problem. 
her faith in God that he could perform a miracle. She knew it to be true. What an amazing testimony. Can you imagine when she got older recounting this story to her children, to her friends? If God did it then, I know He can do it again. I've seen it in my life. I know that He can touch your life as well. I know that He can do it again. What an amazing thing for her to recount over her years and her life. And her example still encourages us today that we can share with others about what God can do in their lives. If they need a miracle, if they are needing solutions, if they are needing answers, our God can supply them. Our children bring encouragement and hope because Jesus redefines perceptions. And this can be cultivated and strengthened by each one of us encouraging them. So how can we help children in this area? When children share with their friends, we can give them the space to come and talk to us because they may have questions about it. We can read the Bible to them. We can give them examples from our own life and or people that we know that have seen seen changes in their life because of what God has done. We can include them on the journey of faith when we are believing for something. And what do I mean by that? When we were kids, we were going on this same trip I was telling you about. We needed a new car. So we sat down as a family and we were all asked the question, what do you want to see in this new car? Well, we all decided we wanted it to be blue. We needed it to be a station wagon and we needed to have air conditioning. So, and, and Dad wanted roof racks. So we all sat down, we wrote it, we then put it on the fridge where each time we opened the fridge, we could see as a family, what we were believing for in faith in this new car. And I can tell you that the day before we went on this holiday, we got exactly what we'd asked for as a car. As a family, we prayed about it, we believed for it, and then we saw it. You can be such an encouragement to your families. Children, you can be such an encouragement to your friends and your families as we go on this journey of faith together. Another example is of course Samuel in 1 chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. You know, Samuel is just a young boy when he first heard the voice of God. You know, he'd just gone to bed when suddenly he heard his name and he thought it was Eli the priest. So he ran into him and said, did you call me? And he said, no. And after three times of this happening, Eli realised it was God speaking to him. So he said, why don't you go back to your place and say, you know what, God, I am listening to you. And so he did just that. And hearing the voice of God started an amazing journey of communication between him and God. This was just a child who'd heard from God. And this was just not an isolated incident. Your children can hear from God too. And this can be cultivated and strengthened by us encouraging them. How can we help our children in this area? Give them opportunities to pray and ask God for help or direction. Pray before they go to sleep or before a meal. Simple ways they can begin to cultivate that relationship with God and understanding and hearing His voice in their lives. I know I've shared this before, but when I was in grade three, they had a disco on at school, it was after school event. And I really, really wanted to go because all my friends were going. So my mum in her infinite wisdom, when I came home and told her about it, she said, why don't you go up to your bedroom? 
and ask Holy Spirit if He wants you to go. So I was like, oh, okay. So I went up to my room and I came back crying. He doesn't want me to go. That is just one example of how children can hear the voice of God through an encouragement of a parent and through an obedience of myself by going, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do in this situation? We can all hear the voice of God. God wants us to know and understand that when He speaks to us, it is truth, it is power, it brings understanding, it brings solutions to the situations we are going through. God is here for you today. He is here for families today because He has included us in His family. Jesus redefines family and includes us all as we follow Him. We are a part of His family. And children can bring encouragement and they can hear the voice of God. But not only that, Jesus speaks to them about their purpose and their identity. So this morning, I'd love for you to stand with me. There's two groups of people I would want to pray for this morning. And if you just close your eyes, you know, if there's any people here that have some concerns, maybe you've got worries, maybe there are situations that you're going through that you feel that they're just maybe wearing you down a little bit. You might be thinking, you know, God, I just need rest from this problem. I just need rest from this concern. I would love for you to just pop up your hand because I just want to pray for you right now because I know God's peace and protection and presence is here for you. He says, just cast your cares on me because he cares for you. And Lord God, right now, I know that you see the hands that are raised in this place. And right now, I declare your power I declare your presence. I declare your strength. And I declare your peace. Your peace that surpasses all understanding. The cares, the worries, the anxieties, it surpasses it all. And we declare your peace right now. Just let it come and settle over people's hearts and lives. Lord God, your peace, your truth. Praise you, Jesus. Right now, I also believe that God just really wants to speak to the children in this room. I know He speaks to us all the time. If there's any children in this place, I would just love to pray for you right now. Because I want you to start the journey, if you haven't already, of knowing and hearing God's voice in your life. So if you're here, I'm going to pray for you because I know that God wants you to have the insurance that He's got you today. Whether you're a young person, whether you're under 20 right now, I'd love for you to lift your hands because I just want to pray for you right now if you feel comfortable to do so. Lord God, for the young people, the young children in this place, right now, I declare an open heaven with communication between you and them in the name of Jesus. Lord God, that they will hear your voice.
with authority and assurance. They will know that you are speaking to them, speaking to them identity, speaking to them purpose, speaking to them your will into their hearts and their lives. Lord God, that their lives will be changed from this day forth because of the power of who you are. You are a miracle working God. Children that may be in the womb right now, I declare destiny. I declare protection. Lord God, I declare miracles in the name of Jesus because it's who you are. And we give you all the glory. We give you all the honour and we give you all the praise this morning in the name of Jesus. Now, I truly believe this, the pathway for strong families, the pathway for miracles in your family, the the pathway for miracles in our church, it starts with Jesus. We see that little cartoon about Jesus feeding the 5,000. Where did the miracle start? It started with Jesus. Yeah, it requires some people to come to Jesus, but Jesus performed the miracle. And I want to encourage you, if you want to see miracles in your family, if you want to see miracles within your local church, we need to come to Jesus first. Maybe you don't know Jesus in this place. Maybe you haven't met Him personally. You're on online watching now or later on. You, you don't know Jesus personally. Your miracle starts with Jesus. Your salvation and knowing God starts with Jesus. It's as, quite as simple as this. We, we simply come before Jesus and we say, Jesus, forgive us of our sin. I've been walking my own way. I've been doing my own thing. But I come to you and I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I choose to follow you. It's as simple as saying, with my mouth and my heart, I I believe and I confess that you're Lord over my life. I believe that God rose you from the grave. It's as simple as that. It's the gospel message, the good news of Jesus for those who haven't heard it before. This is the good news. For those of you who have heard it like a hundred plus times, it should be reassuring to you today. It just, it reinvigorates you. That's right. It's because of Jesus. So this is what I want us to do. I want to give everyone the opportunity for your miracle to start. You don't know Jesus personally. I want to give you the first opportunity for a miracle to come to Jesus. Why don't we close our eyes for just a moment? If you're, you're in this place and you don't know Jesus personally, or you've been doing your own thing, if you're watching online, you don't know Jesus personally, you've just been doing your own thing. It's time to come back to Jesus. It's time to come to Jesus. It's time for your first miracle, forgiveness of sins, and be known as a son and daughter of God. I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer with me in a moment. It's a prayer of asking Jesus just to do just that. I'm going to invite the whole church to pray with me. But if you don't know Him personally, this is your moment to pray a prayer of salvation. Why don't we pray? Why don't you join me? Dear God, I thank You that You sent Jesus to die on the cross, to be buried and rise again on the third day for the forgiveness of my sins. I believe it in my heart and I confess it with my mouth. From this day on, I surrender my heart to you and I choose to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. 
If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.